0: This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and we have a full house today. Joining me on the phone are the Toledo Symphony's music director, Elaine Trudell. Also a very special guest, that is violinist Blake Pouliot, who is uh, performing with the symphony this Saturday. We'll talk about that in a moment. But we also have a couple of regular panelists, uh, artistic administrator, principal second violin Merwin Sue. The TSO's Marketing Director, Felicia Canny, And last but not least, we have a special guest in the Associate concertmaster Master of the Toledo Symphony, and that is Taya Prokes. Welcome, Taya.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And welcome to you, uh, Elaine, and welcome to you, Blake, calling in by phone. Where are you right now, Blake?
2: Hello. 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 Elaine, hello. <laughs> uh, hi. hi. I am <laughs> I, I'm currently at the top of a valley of Elysian Park uh, in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, okay. Where are you, Alain?
2: Uh, I'm in Montreal, conducting Mouse.
0: Wow, you're conducting and talking to us at the same time. That's that's wonderful.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, well, we we knew the opera pretty well by now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this it, it might be a little confusing with, you know, we've got two people on the phone here and four people in the studio. We'll try not to talk all, all over each other. Uh, we're going to talk about a concert that's happening this Saturday, March 2nd. It's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the Valentine Theater. Elaine is conducting, Blake is performing music of Mozart, violin concerto number no. five. It also has the Simple Symphony of Benjamin Britten and the Symphony number no. four, the Italian Symphony of Felix Mendelssohn. Now, the thing that all three of these works have in common is that their composers were fairly young when they wrote these pieces, or at least the material that later. Was used for these pieces, and uh, the theme of both the concert and the podcast today is musical geniuses. Uh, no pressure there, Blake. But uh, what, what do you say to somebody calling you a musical genius?
2: Oh, I call them a liar. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't say I'm a musical genius. You know, that's that's pretty far far stretched. But
4: you're Canadian, aren't you, Blake? <laughs> yeah.
2: I am, yeah, exactly. Oh, have I? I haven't apologized enough.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh no, you'll get your chance. Don't worry. Okay,
2: great, good. Um, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that about myself. I, I definitely think I'm musically inclined, and I think that you know, for a lot of us, then included. I mean, you want to talk about genius? I mean, look at his resume. I mean, that's something that he's done from a very young age, and you know, all of us, I think, if we have just a tendency and a, a natural ability and an innate, an innate musical. Uh, Creativity, we try to nurture that, and and then we grow from it. I mean, I, I if someone called me a genius. I'd say, well, there's, I, to me, a genius is someone who it's just so organic and it's so innate that there's almost no, there's no work. It, it just kind of happens, and I can definitely say that that is not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, okay. let's. Uh, I want to hear from you, Elaine. Let me pull up your. Uh, this is Elaine's walk-on music. Okay. Let me bring your music down a little bit, Elaine. Elaine Trudel. I mean, you've had your experience with musical geniuses. You know, some people would call you a bit of a musical genius. What? Put it in perspective for us. Tell us, you know, what you think of. Are you okay there, Blake? You sound like sound like something's going on. You all right? Are you still with us? No. You no.
2: Know, I'm just. You know, this is what it sounds like when you're a genius. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
0: <clears throat> Let me pass it over to you, Elaine. Go ahead.
3: Well, you know, to give you a little bit of perspective, um, and and to totally uh, negate what Blake just said, uh, I, I when I used to be conductor of the Toronto Symphony Youth Orchestra for many years, and I remember a little eleven-year-old kid who showed up uh, in the in the first violin section one year. And uh, within the first week, I learned as part of Mahler's first symphony by heart. Wow. And was wow. looking at me straight in the eyes for the entire year for every piece, single piece we played. I'd call that a genius, but you can also call him Blake Fulia. <laughs> wow. Because you know? wow. he was that kid.
0: Blake, yeah. do you remember that? Uh,
3: n- no.
2: <laughs> 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 no, I do. I do remember that. I do remember um, I do remember learning the Mahler Symphony and, and, and really that entire first experience being in the orchestra with Alain, and it was probably, <laughs> I was actually one of the most life-changing experiences. It, it really opened my eyes to being enveloped in this intense classical world, and I just, I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's being part of a, being part of a family
3: also, because we practice our instruments by ourselves, and, uh, and if you talk about, you know, young geniuses, very often they wind up, you know, like Mozart, for example. I mean, his, his father thought, well, this is uh, God's gift to music. I have to show him around all, to everybody uh, all across Europe and everywhere. And, you know, it's a very lonely life. So it's great to have a part of your life that's yeah. that. And in, uh, in collectivity in a collectivity with the the other members of the orchestra and you learn to to evolve because that's that's also having conducted a lot of young performers you know like anywhere between the age of uh, let's say eight and fourteen playing their first concert with orchestra uh, but and their they you know quote unquote geniuses that it's it's very rare it's very very rare maybe I've, I've had like one or two that that you can say oh yeah okay this this person really has something special because it's it's something to be able to play a bunch of notes but you know a, a genius is, is something else a little bit like Blake said is that it, uh, it's like uh, it transpires to you transcend music without even knowing what you're really doing you know yeah. so that's uh, I think and that's the starting point for geniuses and then after that they mature and, and sometimes it gets complicated because it's very hard to to manage this. as hard as it is to manage success It's even harder to manage uh, this uh, God-given talent when you get a little older and you start asking yourself, you know, questions, and uh, that's the hard part.
0: Yeah. Uh, Blake, are you still there? Sounded like there was a dog barking or something going on there.
2: I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a public park trying to relax, so you know there's <laughs> some animals coming through.
0: <laughs> lions and tigers and bears, yeah, sort of thing. Exactly, genius has
2: got to take a break. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? what uh,
0: well, before I get your opinion on on everything that Alain said, um, I, hmm. I, I'm going to give you a choice, Blake. We we picked out when I say we, I mean me, picked out a couple of uh, walk on music selections for you, so you you can choose from these two. Here's the first one. <laughs> That sounds like a nice walk through the park in Los Angeles, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, so that's one. let me stop that. Here's the other one. Hang on.
2: More like a skip through the park. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now this is, we decided, the after-school special version. Wait for it. Wait for it. There we go. That's happy and peppy. Are, are you, do you consider yourself sort of a happy and peppy guy, or
2: I, I think, yeah, definitely. I, I think I'm. I've, I try to be more optimistic and positive than negative. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that second one actually sends. It actually kind of it matches the landscape I'm in a little bit more. I think. <laughs> okay, good. I'm also good. not. I'm not skipping at all. The other one. <laughs> <next
0: one's, laughs> well, why don't you tell us a little bit of what you can see right now? What, what, what set the scene for us with this music?
2: Sure. So I'm at the top of Elysian Park, and the way that I'm looking, I'm I'm, I'm looking over an entire valley. Um, there's a playground in the middle of it, and there's a, a boulevard that runs completely through, covered in palm trees. And in front of me is the San Gabriel Mountains, and all the tops of the mountains are covered in snow. And wow. meanwhile, I'm sitting up here in um, just a light sweater. Cause, you know, it's only about, a, only about 60 degrees here, so. and it's just green everywhere, and it's lovely because it's been <laughs> it's raining beautiful. a lot. Yeah
0: Yeah. Nice, yeah, they liked it here You get a lot of applause for that
2: Thank you so much Okay.
0: Well, now that we're (laughs) a few minutes out Why don't you tell us what you think about what Elaine said (laughs) 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 Does anybody remember what you talked about, Elaine?
3: No
2: (laughs) I do, I think Um, I mean, basically what he was talking about Was just the fact that what it means Especially when it comes to creating a musical family And it comes to um, having someone there on the road and having someone there with you and creating these partnerships. And I totally agree with him. I mean, one of the things that's so special about being musicians, all of us, you know, a lot of us in the in the room there in the studio with you and myself and Alain, is that, you know, you, you kind of accumulate all these people in your life. And even if you have nothing in common or if you're from completely different places, there's always this unanimous theme that we can all relate to, um, which is music. And I, I think that that's really special and it creates a sense of unity and, and over time, you know, just like I mean, you know, but I'm like uh, like anything, you can get along with everybody and have a common ground but sometimes you click with someone a little bit more and I know for myself um, with Alain, it, we've been very fortunate that, you know, I really, I literally grew up with him and he was not only a conductor uh, but he was also a mentor and someone that I can find for for advice and for musical education and it's really special and so For something like this, being able to perform the Mozart this weekend, it's really, really incredible to think so many years later. I mean, now, what is it, 14 years later since I met him. And we've done a tour around Canada together with the National Youth Orchestra of Canada. I played under him as concertmaster with the Toronto Symphony Youth Orchestra. We've performed in Ottawa um, twice with different orchestras. And we've just really developed this wonderful rapport that I'm so grateful for. And so, for me, this weekend is really special because this is one of these friendships and musical partnerships that uh, only come along a couple times in a lifetime, and I can't wait to show everyone uh, that relationship.
0: Have the two of you performed that particular violin concerto before in concert?
3: No. Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> we've, done, uh, we, we've, done, we've done Sibelius on tour. Uh, we've done um, uh, Corn Gold. Uh, and uh, we've done a bunch of other things, but uh, we uh, we haven't done Mozart. We've done Mozart symphonies together. We've done yes. a lot of you know Mozart, Mahler, but that was, yeah, quite a bit of Mozart. And it's going to be fun to to have it in that situation. And also, you know, and and that I, I thought that Blake was such the right person to invite some like for this program. Uh, not only, as you see, is a very you know he's a very positive person and a, a really really a, a musical genius, but also to go with the program and to go with our other musical genius are the composers. Because as great as we can be as instrumentalists, as as musicians, as an interpret, conductor, soloist, uh, orchestra musician, the real geniuses honestly are the composers. Because all we do is try to translate for, for people what they wrote. So if they, if they don't write music, we don't we don't do
0: anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, who decided on this concerto, the concerto number five of Mozart? Whose choice was it?
2: Mozart. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Excellent. Oh, oh no! Wait, you know what? I have a better Mozart effect. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, oh my god. That's not, yeah. <laughs> okay. How how did it happen so, that you,
0: that you chose this?
3: Um I we we had two concertos we wanted to do uh, well that I want to do with like I basically have like a, a list of pieces I want to do with him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one side has the, the most like, classical things and the other side has the more like modern things, like the next modern thing we'll do together. Not modern but uh, like really gritty kind of music will be just like oh Rich, the first one. Has he told you and, this yet? Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Is this, where, are you finding this out totally as a surprise?
2: No, no, this is, this is premeditated. We've, we've talked about this for years. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. yeah, But you didn't know that we switched, and it's happening this weekend, right? <laughs>
2: uh, I did not. No, thank you for the headset. Oh, that's why you called me. Yeah,
0: Great. that's right.
3: In my mind, it's important to do a uh, late Mozart and then do Beethoven. You know, it's that, that kind of progression.
0: Well, let's talk about the, this violin concerto a little bit. Um, it, it's the last of his five concertos. He wrote them all, you know, in a fairly short period of time. Uh, but but they really progressed. I mean, it, was, it wasn't really until like his third concerto or so that he, he started to
4: really. See, find I, his way. I think the first concerto gets a really bad rap. Oh, yeah? I really... Are, are love we going to have a Mozart smackdown here? A little... Well, I'll agree that the second concerto is maybe not as strong, but I think the first concerto is really <coughs> underplayed. What, what, what I about I you, experience. Taya? What do you think?
1: I actually agree with Marwan. I really like the first concerto a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, you very rarely see it performed because I feel like most people choose to play four or five which are incredible works
0: I I will admit I don't know the first as well as I know the other ones well we're going to sing it for you right (laughs) (laughs) you mean you didn't bring your violins we we want to hear like a double triple concerto you know from Mozart Blake what do you think uh, about where where does this stand in his you know collection of five concertos And, and what do you think about that first concerto
2: Oh, I actually totally agree. It's funny. Uh, I'm. I'm. I love the first concerto. I think actually part of the reason why us as violinists, I think we we cling to it, is the fact that it's the only one that's in a accidental keys and it's in B flat. And so. The rest of them are all in major D uh, major, A major, G major, another D major. And I think that that actually is what makes it so pretty, but that's also what makes it very difficult, is it's incredibly awkward mm. to play, I but I love it. I think it's a beautiful piece. Um, I think it's quite charming. And when it comes to the second, I also agree, and I think a big part of that is the fact that we have this fourth concerto and the second concerto, which are both in D major, and the second just doesn't have the same... Depth that doesn't have the same kind of trajectory that I think the fourth concerto displays. Um, And so, because of that, it feels a little bit off putting or like just a little like honky tonk. Um,
0: And there's a word I've never heard with Mozart before. Never associated that with Mozart before. Good one. Oh, he thought it was funny. That's good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, you know, just a genius has got to describe what he can. That's uh, right. And just, no, it's. Um, it's total, I, I, I really agree. I actually, I think the third concerto is actually my favorite, the G major. I think the second movement of the G major concerto is actually one of the most serene things I've ever heard in my life. I think it's absolutely stunning. Um, I love the fifth concerto too, but my only, my only, um, concern with the fifth concerto is that it's really hard. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really long it's, like a, it's a full concerto I find it really tricky and I also think that it's especially the third movement which is this rondo it's so playful and charming I, actually, I, think, it's the, I think it's the movement out of all the concertos you can actually uh, put the most originality into but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the double edged sword of that is that it also involves so much extra thought and really trying to make it, I don't know I, I find it very complex mm-hmm. um, but at the same time that's what makes it so fun and that's why I like it so much is the fact that uh, it's really a, a wonderful challenge and something I love um, to, to to attack and
0: approach. Yeah. Well, well, that's exciting. It'll be great to hear it uh, coming up this weekend <laughs> yeah. again, that concert, uh, if you didn't catch it earlier, it's happening at the Valentine Theater. It's this Saturday, March 2nd, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Blake Pouliot, the violinist, along with uh, Alain Trudel, our fearless leader, uh, leading the Toledo Symphony, will hear the Simple Symphony of Benjamin Britten, the Violin Concerto Number no. 5 of Mozart we've been talking about. Also the Italian Symphony of Felix Mendelssohn. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about the other pieces that are on the program as yeah. well? I love that simple symphony, which I guess was made up of, of different themes that uh, Britton wrote when he was uh, just a kid, right?
3: Uh, it's just a kid when he was like five years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, but really when he was very, very young and he started you know playing a little bit on the pianos first old composition and then he finally put all of this together uh, a little bit later and uh there's no i mean it's called simple symphony but uh, you can ask our string players uh, there's nothing simple about putting this together yeah it, it's
0: pretty shaking your head no in it is agreement not a simple
3: you. project yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and and what I, and about mendelssohn is that Of course, this is not the work when he was like, you know, uh, 11 or 14, like when he wrote uh, Midsummer Night's Dream's Overture uh, when he was 14. But this represents uh, musical genius. And very often, we tend to forget the maturity that Mendelssohn had when he was very young. It's not just about virtuosity. He was an incredibly mature musician. Uh, thinker, and and, uh, and composer from a very, very tender age. So I wanted to put all those three together, like celebrate all their genius uh, with, uh, with Blake and with us.
0: Yeah. Well, now that we're back on the topic of musical geniuses and geniuses in general, I don't know if you all got my email I sent out. I asked you, you know, if you could each pick a genius that you could bring to the table and just tell us who your choice is and... and you know, it doesn't have to be Blake or Lan or anybody else in this room. Uh, you know, put it out there who your genius is and and why you would choose them. Uh, did everybody do that? Did I you, thought
4: this was supposed to be a guessing game. Yeah, so
0: well, okay, we can make it a guessing that, game. that how? Yeah, so, gonna no,
2: one, a, okay. no one's going to guess mine. <laughs> you,
0: you give us a clue as to who okay. it is, and then we'll see if we can guess. Well, Do you have one, Blake, that you can entice us with? Uh, hang on, uh, hang on. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait for the bridge so here. Wait for the, uh, the post. There we go. All right, you're so, clear, Blake. Go ahead.
2: So my version of a genius and someone who I think is a genius um, is an Irish person. They're inclined to um, and, and particularly uh, good at writing. And they've only <laughs> come out with two, two books. And both have... Received major international. Attacks. Frank McCourt? No.
0: Okay. Hmm. Tia thinks that was a good guess. Though. I thought it
1: was a very good guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any more clues? Okay, so then an Irish author, uh, is somebody who's still alive or dead?
2: Very much alive.
0: Very much alive. Hmm.
2: I told you no one would forget it.
0: An Irish author who has written two books. hmm. Huh. It, what, is it a male or a female?
2: Female.
0: Okay. Um, what's her name? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, the game's over, I guess. Well, <laughs> does anybody
0: have an idea?
1: No, I don't.
0: Totally. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that
2: mean I won, though? <laughs> no. One
0: well, that's one. That's one notch in your favor, right? For Blake. Yeah, okay, who was um, it?
2: My genius is a is a, a young. Irish novelist named Sally Rooney.
0: I was going to um, say Sally Rooney. That I was my next. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well,
4: you're, you're, you're dealing with English. a lot of skeptical looks in the studio. Brad, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Blake.
2: Um, I don't know. I I think that she. I mean, I think this is one of the things I was going to. I I didn't bring this up earlier because I wanted to bring it up now when it came to my my decision of a genius. But I think that the topic of a genius is kind of subjective in a sense. Um, but I mean. It when it comes to this writer, she is—I think she's absolutely brilliant—and she's only 26 now. And both of her debut—her no- debut novel was shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize, and her wow. second novel that just came out was immediately longlisted for the Man Booker Prize. She's won so many literary awards, and it's—I think—that she has a brilliant new voice, um, a very tangible uh, approach to. Uh, like a contemporary theme of relationships and interaction. And I think, in my mind, she's a total genius. Tell me your name again. Sally Rooney.
0: Sally Rooney. Everybody write that down, Sally Rooney. We'll go check it out. Okay, see, a learning experience. All right, Taya, you have one? You have one that you can help us, uh, that you can give us a clue for? Let me get a little music for you here. Hang on. Okay, give it a minute. (laughs) You got to let these things settle in a little bit. There we go. I know. All right, Taya. Go ahead.
1: Okay, here's here's my clue. A young, scrappy, and hungry genius with <laughs> roots in the Caribbean who went on to do oh. great things in New York, just like the man he wrote a musical about. You can safely say that this genius did not throw away his shot. Lin-Manuel
4: <laughs> <Glenn> <laughs> wow. Miranda. Yay! Hey, wait. We don't know if I'm right. It could have been somebody else. Is that right? A shot in the dark.
1: Merwin is correct. <laughs> it is Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're in mean, good company. We're fans.
0: Yay! <laughs> nice. Why did you choose him?
1: I, choose, I, I chose Lin-Manuel because I feel like he's inspirational in a lot of ways. But even when you just look at what is currently his most famous um, show of Hamilton, um, writing the book, the music, the lyrics... Uh, for this phenomenally smart and kind of poignant show yeah um, i I think he's a genius. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, he's a pretty good actor too. I've seen him do yeah. a few things here and there yeah, yeah. And, and I mean
1: yeah as as playing the title role of Alexander Hamilton in the original cast, just a phenomenal kind of. Phenomenal character. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this isn't really Hamilton music I've got going. <laughs> no, it, it is really? not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by
2: the way. But
0: should we pass it over to Felicia? Do you have a?
1: Oh yes,
2: I did not think of a, a list of clues, but I'm just going <laughs> to say one word, and I think we'll all get it: uh, Facebook.
0: Um. Owl, what's okay. his name? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg.
2: <laughs> the enthusiasm. Is, is that like it? <laughs> The window. <laughs> yes. <Yay. laughs> And I don't okay. you know I, I don't I really
0: want to hear why you chose well, Mr. T- Facebook. Well to me
2: a genius is somebody who revolutionizes like uh, the way that we do things, you know? And prior to 2004, is it? Um before Facebook existed, we communicated in completely different ways, and now social media is so mainstream. It's like we can't get through our lives with, without it. Um so I think there's a hint of genius in that, or at least, you know, incredible foresight into what communications could be in the future. Yeah. And, I mean, I live it every day in the marketing realm, so it's something that's top of mind.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, you defended that thesis Very pretty well. Oh, well. <laughs> well, thank impressed. you. Yeah. Very impressed. <laughs> Elaine, did you have a, a genius who wanted to uh, throw on us there?
3: Yes, of course. I, um, okay, let me give you a few clues. Okay. Okay, you'd have a real problem getting your flu shot if that guy never existed. Jonas
0: Salk. Um,
3: and you would have uh, you you wouldn't be able to take your finals And calculus.
0: <laughs> Isaac Newton.
3: You would he's French? Oh,
0: of course.
4: Alain.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> Alain <laughs> <Hélène> Descartes.
4: <laughs> Blaise Pascal.
3: Ah, oh. oh, Blaise oh, yes. Pascal, yeah. Oh. yeah and and, and for people who don't know him, go and check him out. It's a, incredible in mathematics and also in science.
0: Yeah, uh, good choice.
3: Uh, and really uh, good. somebody who made a difference.
0: Yes, made definitely a difference made a difference. difference. What do you yeah. say, Merwin?
4: I went in a completely different direction.
0: <laughs> somebody who didn't make a difference.
4: <laughs> He's a great <laughs> Canadian.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, Justin Trudeau.
4: Well, I think Ellen could get it with just that clue. He's a great Canadian.
0: Wayne Gretzky.
4: Yes, there it is. <laughs> really? I totally went with Wayne Gretzky. Um, wow. 99. I just hit every button I could. All 99 <laughs> yeah. of the buttons, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Wayne Gretzky. I play, did,
0: what did he play? <laughs> he, um, he was a hockey player, right? Basketball. Viola. Yeah. No. <laughs> that, like, curling? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I think...
4: Um, one thing that I was really intrigued by was, uh, there's a great article by Malcolm Gladwell, and he talks about three three geniuses kind of in uh, in detail. He talks about Wayne Gretzky, he talks about Yo-Yo Ma, and he talks about Charlie Wilson, who is a brain surgeon. Oh. And he talks about um, all of these different elements That's that... Is large that are largely playing into something called physical genius. This, where you're taking this relatively limited set of skills, and somehow being able to, like, within this very very small scope, make make an incredible difference and he talked about how um, Charlie Wilson would take the same skills that he brought to neurosurgery and try to become an amazing tennis player and wasn't able to do it even though he approached it with a manic dedication and there, how you can take effort and you can take education and um, a basic kind of physical fitness for the work and yet somehow there is this level of imagination and this ability to take all of these disparate things that happen. So, for example, on a hockey hockey rink, there's, you know, 10 skaters, and yet somehow a a genius can see patterns of behavior where other people just see random occurrences. And I thought that was a really, really fascinating thing to be able to somehow compare a musician and an athlete. And so I wanted to bring Gretzky Mm -hmm. into the conversation.
0: I'm sorry, what, would you, what did you say? I missed part of that. No. Were you checking
4: Facebook? I think you were checking Facebook. I was. No, was I was not.
0: looking on Facebook. Okay. Everybody agree with Gretzky? Of course. Yeah.
4: Well, the three Canadians said yes. Yeah. <laughs> three
0: Canadians. Hey, we're tied today. Three Canadians and three non-Canadians. Where, where are you from, Taya? I'm from Buffalo. Okay. That's that's close to Canada. I am
1: almost in Canada. You're a swing boat here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. We're going to have to leave it at that. Um, because we're running out of time. But again, the concert is happening this weekend, Saturday, March 2nd, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the Valentine Theater. Blake Pouliot, the violinist, performing Mozart's Violin Concerto No. 5. Elaine Trudel at the podium with the Toledo Symphony. We'll also hear the Simple Symphony of Benjamin Britten. And Felix Mendelssohn's Symphony No. 4, his Italian Symphony. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org slash lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been
3: listening to Toledo Symphony Lab on FM 91.